What's up, what's up? Welcome to the Smoke Session Podcast. You're in Smoke Session number 14. It's your girl, Kush. As you may know, we could be found on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, most places where podcasts are held. Uh, if you want to reach out, you can do so at via email, thesmokesessionpodcast at gmail.com, Instagram at thesmokesessionpodcast, or Twitter at thesmokesessionpod. At this time, if you want to go ahead and gather your blunt, your joint, your bong, um, and just go ahead and spark that shit, dude. You ever have a hit and it just like hits the run- lungs right? Yeah, that was a great hit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today's shade of the day is Jack Hare. Uh, is a sativa-dominant hybrid uh, derived from Northern Lights number no. 5 and Shiva Skunk. I feel like Northern Lights was that strain on The Office that they were talking about where there was weed on it. I don't know. I don't watch it enough to know. But anyway, its background originates from the Netherlands in the late 90s. It is spicy, pine-scented, and is described as energizing. And it can help with stress, depression, and anxiety, and can give feelings of happiness, euphoria, and creativity. We'll say may want to have some water and eye drops nearby, but it's a good smoke. I like Jack Hair. It's a preferred sativa dominant strand, but I would say yeah. That's why I try to choose strains that I like, um, as I try to buy through dispensaries more. I will try to try new strains, but sometimes people try to charge like sixty dollars for an eighth. And I'm still trying to, like, grasp that new life. Like, that's new for me. But we're working on it. Um, But, yeah, that's some good shit. All right, moving on. All right. Uh, Moving on to cannabis news. So, first medical marijuana dispensary is opening in Virginia. So, allegedly, the first licensed medical marijuana facility is opening in South Virginia, Operations begin in May and is currently set to officially open in October. The facility is projected to produce about 2,000 pounds of flour per month. Wait, 2,000 pounds? That's so much weed. I was like, if 16 ounces are in a pound. And so what, that's like 16 times 2? 32,000, 32, is that like 32 ounces, 32,000 ounces of weed? Damn, in Virginia? Do that many people smoke? I'm intrigued. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and the products could not exceed 10 milligrams of TSC. Wait, what? So, so like when you buy weed and it says the percentage on it, like how does the 22 like or the 25 or 28 percent equivalent to the 10 milligrams like it's what is the percentage and what is like what is that ratio because 10 milligrams doesn't seem very high and if that's the case i damn sure ain't buying none of that shit but i don't live in virginia (laughs) but that's nice okay um mexico is voting on marijuana legislation okay okay i'm trying to go to mexico uh, legislation that will allow for citizens to grow and sell marijuana is currently being discussed in the Mexican Senate. 
However, many individuals are divided and unsure if marijuana legalization will increase drug-related crime or help reduce it. Uh, since 2006, Mexico's war on drugs has led to the death over oh shit to the death of over 235,000 people and a disappearance of about 40,000. Yo, that's high. I feel like, isn't that, like, more than how many people have died from COVID? Like, not to compare those things, but, like, that's just a lot of people. Disappearance? Whoa. Yeah, I'd be concerned, too. Uh, currently, the bill is written to allow for companies to grow and sell weed. Uh, individuals can also petition to grow up to 20 marijuana plants for its private use. 20 plants for private use? So, in my home, I could have 20 plants, potentially, in Mexico? Okay, I'm gonna have to follow that. Definitely intrigued by that. <laughs> All right, and that was cannabis news. Now we're moving on to our next segment, high times. Uh, this is just about like current events, whether politics, socially, things <laughs> that was wrong, um, or just or anything like we found interesting that we want to share or talk about. So first things first, I felt like this happened right after I recorded the last episode, but Trump had has COVID. Uh, about two weeks ago, it was announced that Trump had COVID. Him and his wife, Mel- Melania, how you say that? <laughs> uh, had tested positive for COVID during his like this campaigning election season. Uh, they were quarantined to the White House for a short period of time. Uh <laughs> I didn't really have thoughts about this because I feel like something when a, like a lot of things are like ironic moments happen in life. I feel like I try I laugh at it, but I don't want to laugh at anyone getting COVID because like COVID, though, so many have gotten it, so many have not. So many lives have been affected about it. So even though like I directly personally might not have been affected about it, I'm still impacted by it. If that makes sense so something that should be taken seriously even though when i'm home alone sometimes i forget about it but so if anyone were to get that it's like still scary like that's scary for them like you could potentially die from that like to get any like that's like getting ammonia or like something serious so and then to hear that happens you know like a political figure that's like crazy but then it's like trump so i'm like "Mm." Mm. like i'm not like happy he got COVID that's like that's crazy but I'm not like checking on his status (laughs) okay but uh, apparently he's good now he's running there was like some town halls tonight honestly um Trump has really opened my eyes to the political world I will say that is the one positive come from Trump. I have started to pay a lot more attention to like politics and like what these politicians be saying. And some of these people are really dumb. Like for them to be so smart, they're so fucking dumb. Um, And just the things they say and do and try to maneuver out and finesse out of situations. I feel like I'd have been in way worse situations and finessed out of that better than you did. And you're supposed to lead me in this country? How do I have faith in you? You can't even answer a question. Like, anytime I hear an argument and someone redirects the argument to your argument, 
you've lost the argument. Like, you've lost all credibility. And, like, believability. And, like, what? I don't know. Just the, when I hear... And then... It's like... Yeah, okay. But, anyway, this election, I'm not really following what's happening as much. Because at this point, no matter what happens, I know who I'm not voting for. Or who I didn't vote for. So, like, my mind can't really be changed. There's not an argument to be had. A conversation to be held. Like, no. He got to go. Bye. Return to sender. Have a nice life. Get out. Um, And then, speaking of COVID, apparently Trey Song's got COVID. And I was really sad and scared about that. I love him. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he's good I think it's interesting it was on Insta apparently like some girl he was with is like a Trump supporter so I'm like oh it's intriguing but he's like made up with a Trump supporter after Trump just got COVID and then he got COVID coincidence? nah I'm not like that that's like far right uh, <laughs> very far reached <laughs> but I don't know he's like I'm glad he's good. I'm excited. I think he has an album coming or an album dropped. Uh, I like Trey Song's music. It's cool. Anyway, <laughs> Coming to America 2 was sold to Amazon. Um, Wow. <laughs> I was like, more excited when I first read it, but then as I read it again, it's like, I fucking hate Amazon. Uh, so the film was sold from Paramount Pictures to Amazon Studios in roughly a $125 million deal. Whoa. Is that a lot of... Like, it's interesting. So since I've been living in LA, I've been like changing how I see money. I feel like my view has shifted. Before, I used to view like maybe thousands of dollars. It was a lot of money and I could do a lot with it. But living in LA, it's like $1,000 ain't shit, bruh. So you got $5,000 and okay, what you doing with that? Like you can't buy a house that has like, that can contribute to, I'm not going to say nothing, but that's like start of money. And it's not, at first it was like very negative, but now I see it as more as like opportunity. It's just, there's so much here and so much money to be made here and so many different ways. So I feel like you just got, I look at it more on a scale. Like, yeah, this is a $50,000 opportunity, but what is the value that I get from this experience? over maybe this immediate $100,000 opportunity. Like how long, like what is my long-term value from that? How is that going to continue to allow me to make revenue? Oh, and I'm really trying to understand like stocks and investing more. I feel like I'm at a good base (laughs) where I have a career where I'm making like decent money. So now it's like, how can I build upon that? Without like requiring me to have like 50 side businesses, I ain't got time for that. And I smoke too much for that. Like, yeah, I have my side things that I like to do for fun. But how are, what are other ways I can make money and, like, manage my money? So anyway, to all that to say, is $125 million deal big? To me, it seems big because it's streaming. So you hear about movies and how film, like, the first one, I think, grossed, like, $300 million on this, like, first box office weekend. I don't know. Don't quote me. <laughs> but how to so is that a good thing in comparison is like they took a leap of faith for 125 so are they expecting to make what so okay that's about almost double that revenue oh this is a lot of math today guys <laughs> um 
But I'm excited. Like, I love Coming to America. It's such a funny movie. Probably one of my favorite Eddie Murphy's films. Um, there's just so many memories from it. Arsenio Hall, like, that scene when that dude is, like, singing. <laughs> and, or that girl, his wife, start hopping. I was like, what? And then the whole McDowell versus McDonald situation have me weak. Oh, my God, let your soul glow. And then the Jerry Cole. <laughs> There's just so many iconic moments from this film. So I'm only intrigued what the second one could be. There's some articles of what it might be about, but kind of like when I hear about a sequel of a film, if I really like the first one, I usually have already made up my mind that I'm going to see it. So I don't really care to see the trailer. Um, but either way, I'm excited. Okay, so this next thing... <laughs> Uh, LAPD investigates Dr. Dre's estranged wife over alleged embezzlement. Allegedly, someone filed a report claiming she withdrew nearly 400000 from the business account without authorization. Okay, usually I wouldn't talk about like things like this. I feel like some personal things are just weird, like it's nobody's business. But you ever hear about a story <laughs> and you hear about it first or like hear something and at first you're like, like, if you overhear a conversation in public, and if you're in line for something, people are talking in front of you. At first, you're like, I ain't really paying attention. I'm not listening. Like, I'm a mom, my business. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't need to be eavesdropping, blah, blah, blah. Say. And then the story just continues. Like, it's some ridiculous ass shit. And just the story just builds. And you just, you just like, have to turn and be like, What? Like, it was just, so this was, like, one of those things for me. I just heard, like, the progression of him going through this divorce. And divorce, every time I hear someone get divorced, I'm just like, woo! Like, I don't know shit about marriage. It's crazy. I know, I hear more about divorce than I do about marriages. Like, you just see people getting married, and then you see people getting divorced. What happens in between? Like, what's going on? What y'all doing? Uh, <laughs> how you went from A to B? Like, how did A to Z happen so fast? But uh, that's tough. But in this situation, it was just like, so it was just building, like they were getting divorced. And then the wife was trying to get like this high ass amount of alimony, which is another thing with money. Like I never been one where it's like, yes, I want to marry like a guy who has money where he could sustain his family. I think like you do like you want him to make more than me so he could hold down the household, but also like work and then maintain the house. But I just hear people is like, no, I'm not working. I'm not doing anything, but I want to get married. I want to take care and get taken care of. And I'm like, if that's you, do you. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> if you, I mean, ain't tricking if you got it. But uh, that's your life. So when I hear about these scenarios in terms of these alimonies that these women are getting when they're getting divorced, it's like, yo, your marriage was a business. Like, this was a transaction. Like, when you talking about that much money, like, fuck love. Like, <laughs> at this point, it's like, we on business. Because <laughs> to me, that's, woo, that's high. $400,000, bro. That's almost half a mil. The way I live my life now, I feel like, honestly, if someone were give me half a mil, I could sustain the rest of my life. I don't know how much I would spend the week. I feel like I'm going to make it back some way. <laughs> but I feel like I could sustain the rest of my life with that amount. Maybe she thought that too. Shit. Well, I don't know. This is all allegedly. But <laughs> basically to bring this up, it was just crazy that how situations progress. 
And how, like, why do we know so much about this? Like, why do, is this something that I constantly see on, like, various sites and through the ground? Like, this is personal. Oh, I, yo, that's wild. Into it. <laughs> I also saw, so Cardi B and Nicki Minaj got a song coming. Uh, first, uh, first things first, and give all congrats to Nicki Minaj. And apparently she has a beautiful son. I'm so happy for her. I love Nicki Minaj. And then all the memes <laughs> just about, like, she giving birth to a son and she already got so many. I love it. <laughs> or just, like, cuts from her songs. Like, all these bitches and my sons. And the son. <laughs> um, uh, it's just funny to me. But, yeah, congrats on her on that. But, anyway, they got a new song coming called Lavish. Apparently... This could potentially be ending this feud. Um, so I'm like, is this a motorsport part two? Or is this going to lead to me finally getting the female rap tour I've been wanting? Because uh, I've been waiting for too long. Um, like, I would love to see. I've been wanting a Nicki Cardi tour. Like, am I? Yes, I'm more Nicki than Cardi fan. But I do like, rep, I will recognize that I like Cardi's music. Like, if I'm going out, I definitely want to hear Cardi. Is Invasion of Privacy on Spotify? Because I feel like it, half her album was definitely on my like self-hype-up party playlist. But it doesn't play anymore. And it's, sometimes I want to hear songs from her and I add it to Q and it just doesn't come on. So I don't know what's up with that. Like, is she on title? Like, is, is that thing? But then Beyonce got Lemonade on Spotify. I don't know. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, I like her, but I don't like her enough where if her music somewhere else, I'm going to pay for it. I'll listen to YouTube and play YouTube or her features. But... <laughs> Um, she's definitely like fun, new energy. Uh, she said some things that I, in the past, I don't fuck with, but it's never been like, I think the realness in her is what I identify and what I'll always respect. And the fact that she's her through and through, either that if that's for money, her life or her identity, like she's consistent. And I respect that way more. But I mean, her energy is different. All right. That's cool. But we cool in definitely party so i'm excited for this collab um i'm interested in what the song gonna be is this gonna be what we wanted wap to be because <laughs> there's things that i like and don't like about wap like wow the video is cool kylie bleh, pissed <laughs> um, no i'm not hating i just like i really try to go out of my way to not see or hear anything about the kardashians like, I want to know the minimal bottom line about their existence. I don't want to, like, have detailed conversations about it. It's just, like, uh, I'm good. I'm good on that. So when I saw that, I was like, uh, whatevs. And then it's like, I want to watch the video more because I definitely want to be, like, learning those dances. Like, normally fuck that shit up. But then I was like, I have to see her. And that's usually when I turn it off. Um... But this video is still fire. This song will definitely go on my pre-hype playlist. And that will probably be the only time I listen to it. Not in like a negative way. It's just... I like to hear it. And then, but I will say like the conversations about being had about... Oh, this song was too vulgar. Oh, this song was too much. I did not think that at all. I was like, at this point in 2020... You mean to tell me the fact that WAP was too vulgar? The most vulgar part of that is wet ass pussy. Like literally, that's the most vulgar part about 
that song. Like, the things they were saying, yes, but it's just... the Like, when I was a child, I feel like middle school songs were way worse. The Yin Yang Twins existed, first off. Rather ludicrous. Backseat, windows up, that's the way I like to... That was the most memorable line from that. Uh, Shaggy... Call me butt naked, banging on the bathroom door. Don't nobody know the rest of the words to that song, but that and the chorus. Um, slob on my knob, three six mafia. I mean, I love them, but I was there wandering around in middle school talking about slob on my knob, like calling on a cop, check in with me, and do your job. Lay on the bed. Okay, I'm not gonna sing the whole thing, but I definitely could because I was as a child. And you tell me to come me what? Get the fuck out of here. Know what these dudes, how they be? Only fans exist. <laughs> like, like the fact people be out here basically butt-ass naked with just like the little shit covering their shits. I mean, I'm not like hating. I'm just like, oh, this is a lot. This is really a new world. We're in 2020. I'm saying coming from the South, like a Bible belt. People roll up to you in college. Like, not even what's your religion. It's what's your domination, bitch. <laughs> like, this new world is a lot. So you mean to tell, but nothing also should surprise us anymore. It's sad that nothing surprises us anymore. But stop, like, why are we so negative with female rap? I will say I would really like to stop seeing, like, the same shit. Like, yes, I love, like, Nikki, Cardi, Meg, Mulatto, City Girls, some of the dolls, um... No name. But then, like, I want to see more, like, why is it no name bigger? Like, she has some great shits. I don't know, but I guess it's, like, how you market her. I mean, I feel like I could definitely just create a profile for her and market for her. It's not that hard. You have all this money in the world and it's access to all these algorithms. We can't have a variety. Like, if I feel like if we can have... If the males can have multiples, but have multiples of variations. Like, the fact that you can have ASAP and Travis... Not to compare them, but you have ASAP and Travis, you have but Playboy Cardi, uh, Tyler the Creator, you have like that variety, but then you have Jaden, but then you'll have Trippy Red, like Juice World, rest in peace. You'll have like they have variety. Why can't female have like variety? I'm just like mix it up a little bit. But all that to say, uh they got a song coming. I mean I'm gonna listen. Was there beef real? Like, was any is any of this shit real? <sighs> what is real? <laughs> uh, so ridiculousness had his five hundredth episode. Uh, this is not like breaking news, but I fuck with that show heavy. It's definitely like my vibe. I remember growing up like if there was a show like people, some people were like, I want to be on the Flavor of Love, or be on the Real World. I was like, I want to be on Ridiculousness. And this was before I even smoked or even, like, recognized weed as a possible thing I would do. It was just the show seemed chilled. Like, you're just watching videos of people doing dumb shit and, like, commenting and laughing about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm an asshole because I also like, like, Tosh.0. Looking back now, that show is very problematic. And Daniel Tosh is way vulgar. But as a child, like... See, that's the thing. You talk about WAP. It's like, this shit existed. <laughs> like, have y'all watched these, like, animated shows? Like, Rick and Morty, <laughs> like, Family Guy. Like, it's not just in music. Like, entertainment in itself. Like, Rated R has been pushed. Like, to start from, like, bringing on 
where you could tell on TV where certain words were blurted. And now it's like that shit's amplified. It's not even just like Quentin Tarantino's whole film existence. Like that could not, that disrupted the film industry. I don't think he like broke the doors for, but he did push like rated R extremes. Like rated R is probably rated, I think is rated on like sexual content and violence. And like sexual, like in sexual, it could be nudity, like like sexual language, pornography, like anything associated with that. And then like violence, like death, and it's like usually not only death, but like how much blood is shown. And I think Kill Bill alone, is it Kill Bill Volume Two, where she fights that Asian girl and like the eighty six men or whatever, but all that like all that shit was like so much blood. Django, I don't <laughs> like. Um, so everything is just pushed to the limits, man. But Ridiculous is very bring it back. It's very chill. It's very calm. I love the cast. Chanel West Coast is a very interesting little white girl. CeeLo Brown is like this cute little cool dude. And Rob Derrick is like the skater. Uh, also, I learned CeeLo Brown has a wine and weed podcast, which sounds cool. Um... I feel like their shit is a lot more organized and put together, but maybe they have money, time, and energy. I am solo dolo out here, and I have a job, and I smoke too much weed. <laughs> but I definitely like like the podcast. I think it's cool. But yeah, there's like chill people. So that's dope. 500 episodes. Definitely watch that every time I traveled. It's the only thing on. <laughs> but the best news of the year especially living in fucking LA, the Lakers won the finals. Like, game six, 106 to 93 over Miami Heat. I love Jimmy Butler. The Miami Heat, they, like, went strong. Like, the fact that this went to game six, I am extremely surprised. Lakers, let's have a conversation. <clears throat> okay, and this, I'll explain. This is Instagram, this dude. What is like supreme 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 something supreme dreams? He does like these little <laughs> videos. I think are funny, but he did one of like LeBron after the game when they lost Friday. I was so like, what? You could have won the finals right now. Like I got people over, COVID friendly, celebrating, smoking, chilling, drinking, having good food, and we are watching this game. Amplified, glued to the TV. Good game, great game. Hey, how lost? <laughs> like, why? But it doesn't matter. Well, I was just crazy. But, yeah, like I said, they made up for it. First time in 10 years honoring the great Kobe Bryant. Definitely my f- favorite NBA player of all time. Um, it's interesting because people are always like Michael, LeBron, and I'm like, but Kobe. <laughs> um, I was, that's what, man, this year... That was these one of the saddest weekends that I've had this year. And a lot has happened this year. But that was just purely sad. Like, completely unexpected, out of the blue. I mean, I don't know. I think because it was just, like, so fresh from, like, other similar things that happened in my personal life. So when that happened, it was, like, I totally felt, like, understood, like, was there with the family. Like, just lose your, like, dad, like, that, like, so cutthroat and, like... One second, hey babe, I'll see you, and then next like you're just gone, and the way that impacted so many lives, um, 
and just out being in LA, that was definitely an experience as well. Because I think being home, like, yeah, I would have felt that. But in LA, it's like it was really strong and it was really visual. Uh, the fact that it was like Grammy weekend, it was like Grammy. I looked forward to the Grammys, like, I was supposed to go to Grammys. Um, but then when all that happened, it was just like, fuck it. Like, I don't even care. I will tune into some parts. Like, I saw, I think I really only saw Tyler's performance, but outside of that, I was like, I'm good. Um, that was just truly so. When this was a Man, I was you know, going to the Staples Center. It was like the first. So I was there like the first game since that happened. It was like some hockey game and that was wild. It was so much there. So many people giving just love and respect and just being, a, I don't know. That was. I think sometimes like celebrity deaths in the past, like how people are really impacted by them and really talk about them and really are um, internalize it. Like, when Michael died, I remember how so many people felt about that. So then when Kobe, it was like, I really felt that. But so when this was a win, it was such a, like, a beautiful thing to see. And, like, just be in L.A. and experience. Very upset with COVID because I feel like I couldn't experience as well as I would have liked. But it was still nice just feeling in the city, hearing it, <laughs> seeing all the fireworks, all the lights, and everyone excited, and just, like, screaming. <laughs> I remember, like, hear half my apartment, like, just yelling, like, such joy. I, like, went outside for a bit. I don't know. I'll be high and paranoid. But it was just great to be a part of. So that was definitely a great win for the year, which makes me hopeful for election season. Maybe this winter will start to bring more joys. As a Sagittarius, I can only hope so. <laughs> uh, but that wraps up high times. Uh, just moving into the Goldie Rule. Goldie Roll is all about self-care. Just finding an activity that helps you relax and de-stress, especially in 2020. If you don't do anything, I definitely feel like this year is the opportunity to really be as pro- most as productive as you can be, but as relaxed as you can be. And I feel like I've been going extreme both ways. I've had days where I've not done shit. And I have had days where... I have done the fucking most in two hours. Um, but with that being said, just please take advantage of self-care and do what you need to do to stress. I know personally I'm trying to do more yoga and meditation. I've always enjoyed like deep breathing and stretches. I think it's very calming. And I feel I do feel more relaxed. I just remember that from like dance. Like, you know, like sometimes in like dance class, you're doing those warm-ups and stretches. This is really like just calming the body. And it just opens you up and just makes you feel like more open to take in more and what's to come. It's like a reset. It's a refresh, a rebirth. Um, so definitely, uh, if you don't try yoga. So I've just been doing random YouTube videos. So if you know uh, like an Insta person or someone like a cool YouTuber, YouTuber, ideally black, you know, I was trying to support black people. Not that I don't like other cultural things. Like, they have, like, a cool one. Share that. I'll try it out. But, you know, I'm just really, like, trying to push the black agenda, you know? Um, for the people, by the people. <laughs> but that and meditation. I know I've downloaded Headspace. And then it was, like, Calm. And there's another one I have on my phone. I decided you try them. 
I think my fucked up is like when I go to meditate, it's like, oh, I feel like maybe I should get high first. And then I get high and I was like, well, I'm high. What I need to meditate for? It don't work like that. And that's fine. So that's the Goldie rule. Uh, please share like ways you uh, take advantage of self-care. Uh, it doesn't have to just be weed. It could be like other cool things. Like I also really skate. Still trying to find a skating park <laughs> near me, but yeah. Moving on to Kush Tales. Okay, so <laughs> this week on Kush Tales, uh, since in the spirit of Halloween coming up, I uh, don't know what I'm doing on Halloween, but I'm just going to talk about it now. Uh, spirit of Halloween, because I saw it on Netflix. Have y'all watched The Haunting at Hill House or The Haunting of Bly Manor? Um, it was very... I'm become very intrigued by like scary tv shows i think what was it like scream which is gonna come up later too um scream had a very interesting like tv show experience it takes so for me personally when a horror film or a scary theme story is in a television series because it's so dragged out um, it places more emphasis on the story for me. So then that's what I pay more attention to. So the scary stuff become more like you begin to recognize more of the pattern. You know where it's coming. It gets more more weeded into the story. Um, but it's still very scary. <laughs> but I just wanted to call those out because I thought those are very good shows. I've never seen anything like them. Very original, which I'm always excited about. For me, I also recognize, like, if something's trending, I feel like I like to hear about it organically, and I like to hear about it before I see that it's trending. So someone told me about it, and it was before I saw on Netflix, like, oh, it's trend, like, a top thingy or a recommendation. Like, so I feel like I got to be exposed to it, and that made me more excited for it. When you try to get me to watch something that's already trending, already talked about, I'm more than likely not going to watch it. Just because from the past... People just talk about whatever everyone else is talking about. And as I pay attention to what everyone else is talking about, I begin to care less and less about what everyone's talking about, which is why I struggle to find things to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> like high times becomes an interesting thing because it's like some of the shit I really don't give a fuck about. Like these are people's lives. I don't care. So I was nice that I got to see that. Definitely check those out. Um, so then that'll be great to hear. And that was Kush Tales this week. So again, Kush Tales is really anything um, that I feel like having it to be that week. Uh, just like a random thing that I want to draw attention to. Or maybe it's questions like in the past. I don't know if you remember. I've done like top five athletes. Um, top like artists. Or did I do artists or like people we want to smoke to? And then like, oh, when you first time you got high, your edible experience. Um, it's just like different things that like, so you can get to know maybe me. And then post-COVID, <laughs> um, random guests that I may have on the show. Yeah, so I also want to apologize. Like, we haven't had a lot of episodes because I really wanted this podcast to be an interactive experience. Like, it's smoke session podcast. And it's hard just talking to yourself. <laughs> Uh, but so I was like hoping that I'll be able to have guests and have future people feature on the show. But you gotta keep moving, you gotta keep pushing. When the time comes, the time comes, and we keep it going. Uh, so then that transits to us. If you have any questions about like 
weed or mental health things or just wellness relationships anything you want to ask about uh please send an email a instagram dm or a tweet um preferably email or instagram because i hate twitter i mean i don't hate twitter i'm just trying to learn to use it it's like instagram people have like algorithms for like you know when to, like you know how to grow your base on following on instagram or like you know how to like follow certain communities and track maybe not immediately but it's like you can see how it grows and it's algorized to cater that content and those people to you like if you keep searching or liking things of this genre, it's going to expose you to that. Or your news feed, if you keep clicking and going through these things, it's going to expose you to that. Sometimes I feel like it just exposes you to whatever the fuck is trending to be a little far-fetched. And that'd be pissing me off. <laughs> I said, if I wanted this, my feed to be what's trending, then what the fuck I need to be on my feed for? I can just be on my gram for and see that for my followers. But I want to be shown new things. Like, I don't always want to be shown what I'm catered to. Then how the fuck do I learn more and get exposed to more? You're continuing to trap me, society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, feel free to send questions uh, or anything. And we'll try to just share those. Uh, other business. I was usually only share concerts and events, but since COVID, shit happening. Uh, I think my share though, because I do been going to like brunch spots more in LA. And so just want to give a quick shout out to a few, if you haven't been to like Mama Shelter or EPLP are definitely become like my two fave brunch spots during this COVID time since I've lived over here. Uh, it's like easy Uber, very cute vibes. If you go to Mama Shelter, so I, when I go to brunch, Unless they have chicken and waffles, I'm not really trying to eat a lot of food. Like, I'm mainly there for drinks. Because, um, let's be honest, y'all food, LA food is interesting. Okay, like, maybe it's just from unhealthy habits from the South. Like, I'm used to food just being very flavorful. Very, like, I know there's a lot of seasoning. If I get something with carbs, I know that shit is carby as fuck, but it's good as hell. LA, I get things sometimes, like I think it's one thing and I'm like, oh, this is the most healthy that this one thing can be. Don't, don't get me wrong, it's been good and I see why and it has been beneficial. Like, do my taste buds love it? No. Does my body love it? Yes. Do I love it? <laughs> Depending on the day. When I'm shopping, yes. When I'm eating it, I'm just disappointed. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I would say Mama Shelter, they have bomb-ass bougie fries. That's probably my go-to. And the EPLP, they have good waffle fries, too. Uh, and I like some other things that I mean. Like, their chicken sandwich is pretty good. Uh, they have... I think their flatbread is pretty good. But, yeah, those are dope-ass spots. And then also, an event we all should be taking care of if we're at least 18 and can, are eligible to is voting. I know you're fucking tired of these phone calls, texts, and emails because I'm fucking tired of these phone calls, texts, and emails. I'm not responding. I know who I'm voting for. Get out of my face. But <laughs> uh, whether it's a going person, a mail-in, a drop ballot, um, another form to vote that I might not know of, please take advantage of it and please vote. I cannot deal with this man in office anymore. I'm still traumatized by the fact that he was ever in office. Like, I don't, this is like the worst relationship I've ever been in that I didn't ask for. 
Like, I feel like I've been forced into something I didn't want to be in. Like, I said no the whole time. I was like, no, no, no. Before I knew anything. Like, to me, as as ridiculous as people found or see (laughs) when they hear Kanye is on the ballot. Like, as ridiculous as that is, is how I feel about how ridiculous as Trump ever ran in the first place. Like, how? I'm still stuck on it. Did this man really go to college? Does he have a foundational education at all? Like, when is the last thing he got qualifications for? Are any of his businesses successful? Because I feel like I've been hearing about bankruptcies his whole life. I just have so many questions. And then just like, so we go from that to his woman stuff. This man's sketchy. He's a creeper. He's weird. He's um, an assaulter. Assaulter. Like, no. And then this nigga, is this his association be conflicting? Like, how you cool with Kanye, but you got KKK endorsing you? Like, how you be like, yeah, I'm down for the people and cool or whatever. But you got Nazis affiliation, allegedly. I don't know. But it, to me, it's hard. Because sometimes when there's certain things... Like, yes, I know people build ideas and rumors spread and they just grow and grow because either side is dramatized and profit. But when certain things are associated with you or called out to you, it's like houseway. Like, I need an explanation. And more like an actual explanation. And then when your actions are just more like sketchy, how you respond, you make me uncomfortable, what you represent, how people who are who support you and act and how they treat people like the behavior of his supporters after he won was fucking disgusting that was the scariest shit in my life and i felt terrified for myself and so many other people like yes i'm black and i have my issues but i also felt terrified for people a lot of latinx latina in the community sorry i'm trying to be politically correct i am high i don't know the terms all the terms, but for that community and then for just like immigrants and internationals in general, like the way some people feel about internationals is so crazy to me. It's like, how do you have so many opinions basically because they were born in this country? Like as simple as someone was born in North Carolina is as simple to me as someone was born in London or as simple to, to me as someone was born in Mexico. Like it's just a piece of land. And that didn't come from (laughs) these conversations. It was just the way these people in the past moved across these land. Like, the fact that America, like, these people really rolled up here claiming to discover a whole ass country and growing a life, developing states, rules, national anthems, flags, all that shit on top of a country that already had people living here. So I feel like we... It is so hypocritical and no one in this country has the audacity to even say that no one belongs here. We don't belong here. We're not supposed to be here. Think of the lives that lost that were taken. Taken without a choice. Like how I feel about me being put in this candidacy seat under this presidency. Without a choice because someone decided that is what they wanted and they were going to do whatever it took to get it. And that is the issue with this country. People get in positions of power and they decide that they want things, they want to go over things, they want to do things that, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get it. 
no matter who's impacted by it, no matter whose lives are lost from it, no matter how much it's taking to get it, they're going to take it. And that is the true American way. To American dream equals do whatever you got to do to get the American dream. It's not changed. But, so yeah, that's why you need to go vote, bitches. <laughs> and so, final segue. Uh, maybe I'll get better at these transitions. I don't know. Uh, maybe when I'm not solo, dodo. <laughs> but just like to end with a little song outro, Marijuana Melodies, I like to call. And it's just a song that maybe I like to smoke to, whatever I guess again. They like to smoke too. Sometimes it could be like, oh, like I have my high playlist and I have songs that I just like period. And I have songs that I like depending on my mood. So your high takes you on a journey. Like Post Malone, Khalid. When I'm there on my high playlist. Like I usually just hear them when I'm extremely high and in that vibe. I don't want to hear them at any other time. No shade to them. I'm high a lot of the time. So that could be a compliment. I'm giving them a lot of business. I want to see one out of two of them in concert but that music is that vibe and that energy then there's other people that i that are on the high playlist but also they got shit that i like to hear other parts of the day whatever we're on a tangent but today's song is wild irish roses by shmino off the album black swan i love shmino from st louis i love his accent it's still like it's so different. And to me, I'm always attracted to accents because I feel like moving around a lot. I have like 17. Like I have so many accents and established an accent of his own. Like with one conversation, it will go from country to northern to like, what the fuck is that? To Californian to like, like just whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I like this song. Let's check it out. So yeah, that was Shmino with Wild Irish Roses. Uh, Black Swan, it's a dope album. He has some other songs. Smino also has this like project he just dropped on SoundCloud this year, like over COVID. And that has some nice mixes on there. Like there's one, um, he did like a remix, but it's like uh, Isley Brothers, For the Love of You. It's like a nice little groove, he rapped to it. And it was another song, like a female rap. What's the Magnus Stallion song? I also don't remember, I need to listen to it again. But <laughs> it was definitely dope as fuck. So check that out. But yeah, that wraps up smoke session number 14. We hi, y'all. Um, about to go smoke some more. But it's been real. Keep it easy.